Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion and see if online therapy is for you. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello, Dominic. Darling, I love the fact that we started with complete silence. How's it going? Look at my T-shirt. I'm very good. Welcome, if you would, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's The Friendship Onion with Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boy. This is, this That's a fantastic t-shirt. Yeah, this is me just gently stroking my pectoral muscles whilst framing the Friendship Onion t-shirt around it. If you guys want a more uh, worthwhile, thorough look, here is the thorough version of t-shirt. Available at the merchandise store. At thefriendshiponionpodcast.com. Get your T-shirts, your mugs, and all sorts of things. All available at thefriendshiponionpodcast.com. William, I wondered if maybe we wanted to start with a song this week. And my little proviso to that was, maybe I could do one part of the song, and you could do another, and we could go backwards and forwards, because there's a break in the song, and I want to find out if you know the melody of the break. So are you ready? What song are we doing? You what know are we the doing? Song. I'm just going to go with it, Doc. You know it. Don't worry. If you don't know it, I'll, I'll fill you in. Go. But I'll do the first bit, you do the next bit, and then I'll leave you to do the break because I want to see if you know the break. Are you ready? Here's Carry this. on. We'll try it. We'll try it less. All right, here we go. Right. So the song starts like this. Right. You do the next. Brilliant. I was just curious because a lot of people know the part, but not that many people are able to follow through with the so well done. And as you know, Dom, the dance routine. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Seen for the first part is... Isn't that something with that? I think you're right. That's the birdie song, right? But what do you do? What what dance do you do in the other bit? The na 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 part. If anyone knows, if you don't know, Dom, if anyone else, do you know? I don't know, but I should know because I believe that the birdie song is a classic German song. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. 
Tom, if anyone knows the dance that you do during the na 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 na, please write in to the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com or leave a voicemail on what's that called again, Dom? You Speak do that one. Pipe forward slash friendshiponion.com, maybe. Speakpike.com forward slash the friendship onion. Is that right? Brilliant. I think that's great. Or you could leave messages all over <laughs> our social media. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah, it's one Just of them. leave messages. Right, guys. It's the busiest time of year. We all know that. But if you need a break from the holiday action, Best Fiends is the perfect pick-me-up. I play on my phone. It's fantastic. It's seriously my new favorite game. Best Fiends is a match three style puzzle and adventure game. All rolled into one. And you can play it anywhere. If you don't have a Wi-Fi connection, no problem. Play Best Fiends wherever and whenever you want with offline mode. And uh, Dom, as you know, I might not be the greatest gamer, but I'm already up a few levels. I'm doing pretty good. And it literally has thousands of levels. So there's always something if you need a little mental pick-me-up. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Anyway, we've got a lot to do today, Brilliant. Bill, so we should crack on. I think we've got a couple of voicemails which are going to be sent to us via Johnny Clues. Hit it, Johnny Clues. Hey, play the button, Johnny Clues, you Hey guys, this is Garrison from uh, Tennessee here in the States. Uh, first of all, big fan of you guys. Um, grew up watching Lord of the Rings. Uh, probably my favorite all-time uh, trilogy. Just absolutely love it. Obsessed. Um, and thank you so much for doing this podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed hearing you guys uh, talk about your experiences on and off camera. Just It's really cool to uh, be able to see the conversations between any relationship between each other. Um, it's, it's really enjoyable to, to listen to you guys. Um, but yeah, my question is uh, pertaining to Lord of the Rings. What would be, I guess your favorite, uh, shot throughout the entire, all three movies. Um, just something that never failed to like, I guess, give you goosebumps or just, just really just like the, the camera angle or whatever, the music, whatever about that scene, the acting, uh, that just really, made you go, wow. And every time you watch it, it, it's just, like I said, goosebumps. Um, mine would have to be probably the scene where you two are riding on Treebeard's back, uh, doing the last march of the ends, heading towards Isengard, about to, to fight. Great scene. Oh, makes me want to tear up every time I see it. <laughs> um, it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thanks. Bye. Fantastic. Wow. Good, good, good question, Tom. Yeah, that was a that was a nice one. The March of the Ents, eh? Brilliant. Great to be involved in that. Um can I answer this one just now, Dom? Please be my guest. So it's it's not one that it's one that as a viewer, I mean I like the shot, but mainly it's the memory of what happened that day that I really enjoyed. Is there's a scene in Gondor when Pippin and Gandalf arrive at the, you know, the great city of, of Minas Tirith, and we're walking uh, past the tree of Gondor, which has been dead for years because of all the evil in the world, etc. And um, Pippin notices a, a flower uh, just starting to uh, bloom on the tree of Gondor, so it's, it's alive again and there's hope. And... I remember uh, th there was a, a huge crane on on that shot, so it kind of followed me and Ian McKellen down, and then it went onto the tree, and then and then it picked up to a huge, you know, uh, shot of Minas Tirith, uh, which was you know this beautiful big city kind of hewn into the rocks of a mountain, uh, and I remember watching it back like we did the scene. And then I ran back to look at it on the TV next to Pete Jackson. And he says, you see this? That's, this is when you know it's a movie. 
and uh, because of the you know this crane shot, they never do that on TV. They they might find a way to do it now with uh, drones and stuff. But I remember at that time thinking, oh yeah, this is like you know this is a big film. We we take this day just to basically get that shot, and it's worthwhile because it's there forever, you know. Yeah. So that shot always rings in my mind because of what Pete said, you know, rather than the actual shot. Just to clarify, when you say big crane, you mean the mechanical device, not the bird. No, I think there was some scenes where they did try and uh, train a crane. As you remember, there was the train, train the crane yeah. uh, caravan yeah. where they did not only cranes, but other uh, uh, birds and, uh, and also other uh, mammals, in fact. Yeah. And uh, uh, But they never qu- could quite get the crane to work. So they did just bring in a, a mechanical crane. Mechanical crane. Okay, great. That's brilliant. Yeah, that is a great moment. If you could write that down. Yeah. Um, mine would be, it's very simple, um, and it is just a shot, and it's also quite homoerotic. I like, yes. Carry on. I like the moment in, I believe it's the Two Towers, but it might be Return of the King, but I think it's the Two Towers, where Aragorn has had a hell of a time and he got thrown off a cliff and then he almost drowned and then his horse picks him up and he ends up in, is it Edoras? And the doors that he's trying to get through are massive. No one's helping him out. Clearly he's had a rough time. He's covered in horse yeah, soaking wet, and he has to push these doors on his own. No one's come to oh. aid him, and the light casts an amazing glow on him, and his hair's all wet, and he's got bits of horse feces in, on, in the cracks of his of his neck, and he probably stinks to high heaven. But my God, he looks like a dreamboat, and that is an amazing shot in that trilogy. And do you know uh, Vigo tries to recreate that entrance uh, wherever he's going? Yeah. He'll he'll always arrive with a huge light that he places behind him, yeah. and he always tries to push two doors at the same time. Yeah, and he's he's never been as good as he was that day, but he always he always keeps trying to chase it. You know, um, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Brilliant. That's a good question. question. I like that. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see if there's another. Give us another one. Come on, Johnny Clues. Hi, Billy, Dom, how you guys doing? First of all, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. Dom, I love Wild Things. I think I'd binge that in a day. And Billy, The Last Goodbye, that song still gives me goosebumps, man. Top draw, mate. Yeah, so I'm Mark with a C. I'm from all the way across the Atlantic on a little island between England and Ireland called the Isle of Man. As we all know, Billy's character Pippin finds the Palantir in the Two Towers. My question for you both is, if you could each look into the sea and stone and see a perfect world in your own eyes, what would it be you'd see? Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one now. Great. The Isle of Man, eh, Tom? You ever been to the Isle of Man? No, I've never been to the Isle of Man. Um, have you been to the Isle of Dogs? Isle of Dogs. Isle of Lucy. I've never been to the Isle of Dogs. Have you been to the Isle of Wight? No, and I've not been to any isles, it seems. I've not been to Sky. Uh, Orkney, love to go to Orkney. I like the Isle of Man. We used to go to the Isle of Man, uh, sort of every year, really. That was our sort of holiday sometimes. We'd go to the Isle of Man. And the thing that used to give me the fear, Dom, my dad told me, if you misbehave on the Isle of Man, this is when I was, uh, you know, seven, eight years old, they had a thing called the birch, which was allowed in the Isle of Man, but not the rest of Britain. And it was like little twigs all together, a birch. And they would beat you on your bare bum if you, if you, if you broke the law in the Isle of Man. And I used to fear getting the birch. I never got the birch though. Good for you. Uh, was that a classic Isle of Man accent there or was it Isle of Wight he was from? That sounded to me more like somewhere near where you are. Scouser. Is, it not? is that not like, like a Manchester sort of thing? Scouser? Or? Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. A little bit. Anyway, we should answer your man's question. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, what please. Does, what does paradise look like? I mean, 
I think without any fear of health repercussions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter what you eat. You can just, you can just eat it. You're not going to get fat. It's not going to kill you. I would say paradise yeah. just looks like an endless road of Nutella sandwiches and sour sweets. I'm a simple man. I think you should do that from now on. If that's your if that's your idea of the perfect world, I think that's that's accessible, though. <laughs> that's accessible to you just now. Well yeah, but wouldn't isn't it isn't it bad for you? If I were to just live on uh Nutella sandwiches and sour sweets, I would I would probably die sooner than I should. I don't know, give it to the end of the year. See how it goes. <laughs> See how you feel. Um right. I think I'm going to say, you know, I think, and I, I know it's a cliche, but a world without war, though, and I, I think that is also accessible, like uh, like a road of Nutella. I think it's accessible. And I think it, the history of human beings has always been about division, isn't it? It's always been, you're this and we're that, and there's something... Human beings like that. They like being part, I'm part of this group and we hate that group. So we're going to have a war with you. So I think for me would be to get rid of all of that. There is no us and them. There's only us. And then, you know, and I think that will happen at some point, you know, maybe not, probably not in our lifetime, but at some point there won't be an us and them. There'll just be an us. And that would be the sort of perfect world, I think. That's a beautiful uh, sentiment. It's interesting, right? Because the idea of us and them on planet Earth happens a lot. Um, but I think yeah. one of the ways that they've said we can create a sense of all of us being the same thing is to have a common them. Like if a if an alien species shows up and starts causing a ruckus with Earth, then everyone in Earth is all in the same boat and we're all one people. But until that point happens... Maybe we won't see it that simple, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way it's always been, but it'd be good, you know, and I think we will get rid of it at some point, but who knows when. Reserve Bar is the online source of premium and luxury spirits, wine and champagne. Visit reservebar.com to create the perfect home bar or have the ideal gift delivered. It's also where you'll find the best and new and hard to find bottles. And those celebrity spirits that you've been wanting to try. No one does spirits gifting better than Reserve Bar. Have a bottle custom engraved with a name, date, or logo to create the perfect gift. And you can also build your dream home bar at Reserve Bar. Just select the spirits, wine, and bubbly you love. You've also got glassware and mixing tools should you need them. Visit ReserveBar.com today and use promo code ONION to save $10.00. Off your purchase of $75 or more on spirits, wine, or pre-made cocktails. But only when you use our special offer at reservebar.com with code ONION. That's reservebar.com and code ONION. This offer expires December 31st, 2021. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. One user said, my therapist, Elizabeth, has been extremely helpful and supportive as I navigate through my healing journey. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counsellors in all 50 states. Special offer for the Friendship Onion listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash onion. We're going to go to emails. We've got an email here from Liv. 
lovely Liv in Oregon. It's not Liv Tyler, although she does mention Liv Tyler here in her email. And she says, hey, Billy and Dom, I am Olivia from Oregon. New Oregon sometimes say Oregon, which sounds very L-O-T-R to me. And I wish that's how we pronounced it. But it's Oregon, not Oregon. Okay. She says, I was, ah. yeah, I was born in 2001, the year the fellowship came out. My parents are massive Lord of the Rings fans before the, before the release of the film. When they heard Liv Tyler would be in it, my mom decided to name me Olivia as a nod to the actress with the intention of calling me Liv. I am Liv to all my friends and family. Question. If you could create your own fantastical land based on your favorite place or where you grew up, what would it be and what would you call it? Mm. Who's going first on this one, Dom? I can give a very... Quick answer here, which is which is a real answer. Go on then. I'm a massive fan of Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a very thin uh, Central American country, which has two very distinct coastlines on either side, very different coastlines on either side, and very different uh, mountainous areas and forested areas and very, very humid areas, very dry areas, very varied areas up and down the country. Tons of jungle, tons of protected uh, areas of conservation. They don't have an army. They are self-sustainable. They're one of, for me, the most impressive countries in the world. And if I got myself into a situation where I thought, okay, I'm going to go disappear for a year or so, I think Costa Rica would be at the top of my list. And I would call it Costa Rica. It's a fantastic name and a fantastic place to spend your time. Right, I think I've I've got I've got quite back into um, uh, surfing, Dom. Right, because my son has taken it up, and uh, so we we go to the ocean quite a lot again. And I, I sort of left that for about ten years, or maybe maybe more, even I don't know. But um, if I had the perfect place, then it would have a a lovely wave. It was just about, you know, three or four feet, just an, a nice long right hander. And I could just surf that whenever I wanted. And it never got big and messy and it never disappeared and got like flat. It was just always this perfect wave that landed on a beach that had a nice bar with free food and free beer and I had a little garage with all my electric bikes and, and cars in it that I could take wherever I want and just have a nice time all day. And I would call that Billy Land. Brilliant. Would you like to visit Billy I'd, Land? I'd love to come stay at Billy Land. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, you're always invited. There's always an open door. You have a house there. Yeah, I don't worry a, about that. You've got a three-bedroom house back in front garden. Nice. I think I have a house. So you said you've got a long right and there's a bar there. I think I have a house yeah. just as the right ends, kind of diagonal to that on the corner of a bluff. I have a house. So if you want to get out and go to the bar, great. And after you've gone to the bar and had some food, you can then walk off and see your mate Dom and have a beer while the sun goes down. And the great thing about your house in Billyland, if you'll remember, is you on on the balcony of your house at the front? There is a talking iguana. Yeah, he'll tell you everything that's been going on in Billy Land while you've been off doing whatever you're doing in Costa Rica. Brilliant. So All right, we've got another question. Iguana. Do you want to read this one, or shall I? Right, wait till you hear it, Dom. Are you ready? It's from Ashley E in Cincinnati. That's in Ohio. Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Dom, tell me where in my hand, if my hand was America, yeah. is Ohio? I'm going to say, right, just here on the, on, the, on the heel of your hand here. Around here? Yeah. Well, hold on. So this is California. Mexico's down here. Here's New York. Yeah. Just go to your heel and go across a little bit. So kind of, in, yeah, go across. Stop right there. There? Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. I think that's not bad, Dom. Good guess. Thanks, right. Thanks. First, says Ashley E. from Cincinnati. First, I love you both so, so much. Isn't that a nice thing to hear, Tom? Billy, I met you when you came to Comic-Con in Cincinnati, and you are one of the loveliest humans of all time. 
that's nicer for me to hear than you. Yeah, it is actually. If you ever want to try a food that is uh, Cincinnati, you got to try Goetta. G O E T T A. Goetta. Okay. Now she says, actually says, <clears throat> I would love to know. What is the best advice you've ever been given, professionally or personally? Carry on, Dom. Best piece of advice. The best piece of professional advice that probably came via Konstantin Stanislavski and through my acting teacher at college, Aquinas College in uh, Stockport, Greater Manchester, if anyone's out there was the acting was listening, which I guess is con- is Stanislavski's most famous kind of comment about acting, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I tend to keep that in mind whenever I'm working, that it's not about what you're saying. It's about how you're reacting to the scenes, which make you say what you're saying so if you can concentrate on the listening more than anything else you're probably going to be better at acting it's it's not acting it's reacting love that it dom yeah i thought that was quite good i think i summed that up there there for you dom (laughs) now i I'll, i'll take one from acting as well i'll take this one from shakespeare and he said to thine own self be true and i think I think that's very, you know, as, as not just for acting, but, you know, for, for your own life. I think the closer you can get to being true to yourself and not try to conform to what everybody wants, then that's the, the happier you will be, you know? Yeah. How's that? Love it. Brilliant. Brilliant answer. Um, all right. Here's a question. You were being true to yourself there, Bills, which is a beautiful thing. Um, Here's a, here's a question from An- Anthony, sometimes pronounced Anthony, which is fine, uh, in Texas, who says, Dear Dom and Billy, if the TV show Survivor hosted a season with the cast of Lord of the Rings, who do you think would come out on top? Well, well I, th- I, th- I think most people from watching a movie would jump straight to Vigo. Yeah. They'd say, you know, he's a survivor. But that, you know, that was a part that he played, Dom. I'll tell you who would win Survivor without any, I, I've got no, I, I know this to be true. It would be you, Dom. 100%. You can survive in a desert, a jungle, up a tree, down a hole, middle of the earth, on the moon. And there's nowhere I couldn't see you surviving, Dom. <laughs> well, I do love the TV show Survivor. It's probably my all-time favorite uh, reality TV show of all time. It's my, it's not even a guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about watching it. It is one of my pleasures in life is watching the TV show Survivor. In fact, when I get back from Dublin to the United States, there is a full season of Survivor waiting for me. And I just, I just can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I, so I know all the nuances of how you win that game. I've become friends with Boston Rob over the years. I'm friends with Jeff Probst, who hosts the show. There is the game, which is obviously the assault course and eating certain foods and swimming in underwater adventure places. And then there's also the game within the game, which is the social game. And I think I am probably pretty well-versed on both of them. The thing, the thing that I've realized about me over the years, which I think is one of the ways that I can survive in those situations is I don't need a lot of things really. Do you know what I mean? I don't eat a lot of food. I don't create a massive footprint in terms of my presence in places. I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not addicted to anything in particular or have cravings for anything in particular. If I can make sure that I'm hydrated and get just a tiny little bit of food inside me, I'm, I'm relatively sustainable. You know, so, um, yeah, I think I do all right in Survivor. I don't know about winning it, but I think I would definitely be kind of in the in the final four. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, good. Hey, it's riddle time. One of our favorite times on the show. I know, but oh, how are we going to do this week, Don? Well, let's see. Right, come on, who's going to do the riddle first? Come on, Johnny Clues, are you there? 
right. You ready for this? Right. Let's do it. Yeah. This is from Ant. Concentrate, dog. <laughs> this is from Anna H. in Finland. Finland. I am the beginning of everything, the end of everywhere. I'm the beginning of eternity, the end of time and space. What am I? Well, give us it again, Johnny. I think I might go on it. You got it. You got it. I am the beginning of everything, the end of everywhere. I'm the beginning of eternity, the end of time and space. I've got it, Dom. Wait, I think I think I have it too. Why don't you say that until I count down? Three, two, one. The letter E. E. You waited till I said it. No, no, I didn't. How come he went three, two, one, and then you didn't say it? No, I said it. I went E. Yeah, but it seemed later. I'll have to let you two figure that out. That was too easy. All right, this one's a little harder. No, that was good. I got a second one. Another one, one. Johnny Cruz. All right, this is from Spencer in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, yeah, I know Detroit. Before we start, wait a minute, before we start. On my hand, Dom. Where is Detroit, Michigan? This is California. That's New York, Mexico. I'm going to say almost to the very end of your wedding finger. Yeah, round about there-ish. That's exactly right. That is mo- uh, That could not be more wrong. What are you talking about, Johnny Clues? <laughs> it's a little off. It's a little- I was trying to be nice. I know what Detroit is. All right, let's it's go. It's more like... It's more there oh, nice. All right, all right. So, right, go love on. the show. Huge fan. Started listening to, uh, to hear Bill and Dom talking with fellow cast members. I love the format and fun conversations. And I have a riddle for you, too. This one's a little tricky. Right. A man lives on the 45th floor of his building. Every morning, gets in the elevator and takes it to the first floor. He catches a cab and goes to work. Every evening, he gets back from work gets in the elevator, and takes it to the 20th floor. He then takes the stairs the rest of the way to his apartment. Describe this man. Describe? Describe him. Tell me about him. I think I think I might, Why he do it? Have, I think I might have heard this before, so I, I'm going to leave this one with Billy. I think I know it. Oh, I don't. I do, uh, that's good. I don't All know right, it, so well, I can we'll I'll, leave this I'll, I'll you, bounce Bill. things off you, Dom. So he lives in the 45th floor. He goes to work every day. And then when he comes home, so he gets off at the first floor, which is ground Ground floor floor. for Americans, right? First floor. And then he goes to work. He comes back, gets on at the first floor again, but goes up to the 20th. Why? Mm. Why would he do such a silly, silly thing? He is he is he like an elevator engineer or something? No, he might be. No, I mean maybe. I guess he could. Yeah, maybe he does leave the building and he goes to operate elevators. But that might but be challenging. Not, I'll right? say does that go, that might be challenging. Does does he? Yeah. Does he have? Does, uh, <laughs> so in the morning he gets soft. So it's not like does he visit someone on the twentieth? Nah. Maybe. Has he got two lives? Has he married twice? <laughs> Is he a, a polygamist? Uh, so. No. So it's not like he, he he goes and sees his first wife on the 45th and his other wife's on the 20th. I'd say he might, but that's not relevant. He might have a wife on the 20th. What would? Let me ask you this, Bill. What? Let me ask you this. Yes. What would allow the man to be able to take the lift all the way down to the ground floor every day, but only be able to make it to the 20th floor and walk 25 floors up to the floor? He's he's a very short man. He's like a hobbit. He can't reach the 45th. That's it. Thank you, Dominic. That was a fantastic clue. We solved that together. He's a hobbit. He's wow. a hobbit. That was amazing. Brilliant answer. I love it. 
That was a good one. Good, good riddle. Two good riddles. Yeah. I hadn't heard the first one either. Had you heard the first one? Uh, what was the first one again? No, I'd not heard the first one, but I did think it was relatively uh, easy to solve. The second one, I think I'd heard when I was a little kid. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't right. chime in. Um, guys, I feel like maybe Johnny Clues uh, helped us with the first one. I feel like his reading of it maybe gave oh, us a darn it. Thank you for that, well, John. Thank just, you. Yeah. Don't want to make it too challenging. Guys, yeah, come on. We've got, we've got a lot of things there, to get through. Billy and I love, we love getting riddles. So if you have any riddles, maybe it's riddles that we haven't um, seen before or riddles that aren't easy to, uh, you know, read on the internet because, you know, those things might be a little easier to solve. Send us an email, send us a voicemail, leave messages all over our YouTube page or wherever you, you want. Um, and maybe we'll feature you on the show. And I hope you guys did well with the riddles this week. That was that was fun. I like riddles. The media is calling it the great resignation. Top talent are leaving jobs in droves for better companies. So how do you take advantage of it? With a hiring partner that will help you attract the best people. You need Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. And with Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor the job post, according to Indeed data. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash onion. That's $75 credit at Indeed.com slash onion. Indeed.com slash onion. Offers valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now that those winter evenings are upon us, Dom, there's nothing I like better than getting some friends around a nice warm fire. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes those outdoor evenings even better. And with Solo Stove's Black Friday sale, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. Yeah, my favorite thing about my Solo Stove is just how portable it is. So you can have a little kind of cozy affair with your family one evening, and then you can pick it up the next day when it's cooled down, take it to another part of your garden, and just create a completely different vibe. I absolutely love it. i tell you what else I love about it, Dom. It's so easy to light. Just a couple of bits of starter and your fire is blazing in minutes. And it's perfectly portable. You can take Solo Stove anywhere you go, down to the beach, camping. It's fantastic. Shop Solo Stove's best deal of the year during their Black Friday sale now through November 28th. And get $10 off with promo code ONION, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off Black Friday deals at solostove.com. Promo code ONION. Billy and Dom eat the world. And what are we eating this week, Dom? Billy, we're eating what I think is probably, outside of chocolate hazelnut spread, my all-time favorite spread on the planet, the original Marmite. Well, Dominic, how much did that cost you? Where you, where you are just I now? Don't know, actually, probably about three euros, four euros, something like that. How much do you think it is in America, oh, Dom? I bet it's expensive. Is it more like seven or eight euros? Fifteen. Fifteen dollars. $15 for a jar of Marmite, Tom. Wow. Well, my, and I don't, I, well, I don't even know if I like it. 
I don't even know if I like it. I've, I, I don't remember if I've ever tried it. I don't think I have. We're going to get into this in a second. I've made my all-time favorite sandwich, which is a cheese and Marmite sandwich, and I'll talk you through that. I know we've talked about this on the show before, but um, please, please. Before we do, there's an article from the BBC called The, uh, the History of Marmite that has some amazing points here, and I'm just going to read one of them here. It says... Marmite, Please the original, not to be confused with all the pretenders out there, was invented by accident in yeah. the late 19th century. A German scientist, Justus Liebig, discovered brewer's yeast could be concentrated, bottled, and eaten. In 1902, the Marmite Food Company was founded in Burton-on-Trent, Staffordshire, where the raw material was readily available from the town brewers, because obviously Burton-on-Trent was full of beer-making uh, breweries. The original recipe contained salt, Spices and celery, later folic acid, vitamin uh, B12, thiamine and riboflavin, riboflavin, vitamins, which occur naturally in some foods, were added in high concentrations to create the iconic Marmite. Tell me about your sandwich, Dom. Oh, God, William, I don't even know where to begin. I'm so excited. What we've got here, now, a right. couple of a couple of little... Um, I would say issues because it's not perfect. I'm not at home making this sandwich where it would it would be perfect. Mm -hmm. The bread is okay, and it's about as brown as you can get in Ireland. As you can see, there's some seeds and some nuts and stuff. I'd like my bread to be a little browner, a little kind of maltier, you know. Um, but it, it's mm -hmm. okay. Inside this sandwich, we have Irish butter because obviously we're in Ireland. We have mature Irish cheddar. We have rocket, oh. which I think is known as arugula in the United States. Is that right? Yes, yes. We have a little slight dash of lemon juice. We have quite a lot of marmite spread over the bread. And then I'm going to finish it off once we're able to eat it with some crunchy salt and vinegar crisps. And that is what you call a classic oh. marmite and cheese sandwich. Well, maybe you can help me here, Dom, because I wasn't sure how to prepare it. So what I've done is I got myself a little plate and I've got some toast on it. I toasted the bread. Yeah. I've got some your basic cheddar. I've got butter. And of course, I've got the aforementioned marmite. Yeah. So what would you suggest I do to try it for the first time, Dom? I would say as, as someone that's never had Ooh. marmite or someone without too much experience of marmite, I would yeah. spread it over your bread Similar to the way that maybe a painter might put his first or her first brush stroke of paint on a canvas. Just a, a, a slight dusting across the bread. You, you want it to be a hint of Marmite, not, not layered across, you know. So that's going on first on, uh, without butter no, or anything? No, butter first. Butter no. first. Butter first. Hold on, Dom. Mm -hmm. My toast is now buttered. As much butter as no you want. No marmite. That's just, that's just your own personal right. preferences. As much butter as you want. And then just a... Gotcha. Just a hint. I'd put about the size of a, the size of a 20 pence piece on your, on your knife. It's, that's quite a lot, but okay. Enjoy yourself. Maybe half that, but that's all right. Enjoy it. And then, yeah, let's have a look. Good, good. Just a hint. Yeah. Okay. It's just a hint, Dom. Look. Yeah, it looks like a little bit more than a hint, but that's, that's all right. That's all right. I'll scrape some of that off and stick it on another bit. Lovely. I'm gonna have a, I'll put that in that edge there, Dom. I'm a crisp while I wait. I feel like butter spread on too much toast. Something like that, wasn't it? Ian Holmes said, as Bilbo. Oh, yeah. Butter spread over too much bread. Now you're going to give it a go. I'm going to I'm going to bite yeah, into my sandwich because I I can barely I can hardly wait. Dom, shall I put cheese on it? I'll just have yeah, a look. What this. cheese have you got? Have you got a mature cheddar type vibe? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put some of that on there for sure. Well, stick it on. It does great with cheese. So on it. Ready? Mm -hmm. mm. Ah! I dropped it, Dom. Bad start, bad, bad start. Mm. Describe it. The cheese is overpowering at a sec. Hold on. Right. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. No, I like. Hold on, Dom. Mm -hmm. 
Quite salty. Mmm. Yeah. Oh, why did why did I never have this? It's very well, great. Great. There is a there is a kind of an a, an umami vibe to marmite. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Don. Mm. Right. I'm so happy you like it. Now, mm, why did I never have that? Marmite is known for being an extremely polarizing taste. In fact, the, mm -hmm. the ad campaigns for Marmite that have been running for years, certainly since I was a kid, is Marmite, you'd love it or hate it. And there really isn't anything in between. You're either, like me, an absolute mm. Marmite card-carrying fan. I've got a Marmite T-shirt. I travel with Marmite. I, I can't say more nice things about Marmite. I'm a huge Marmite fan. And then there are people out there that can't have it in their house. They hate the smell of it. They're not into it. You seem to be one of the converted bills. I think I'm going to be 100% fan of this stuff. I can't believe I've never had it before. That's fantastic. See, when I first smelt it, when I opened it, mm -hmm. it really reminded me of Bovril. Yeah. Have you, have you had a Bovril? Had a Bovril. You know that drink? Is it made from the same stuff? Is it the same? Similar. I think Bovril has more of a kind of have you ever thinner, gravy-type vibe, and I think Bovril is non Vegetarian, whereas not only is uh, Marmite vegan, uh, vegetarian, it's also vegan. No, can you make a drink from Marmite? Yeah, you can do like that. Like a Bovril. I, I think Bovril's better for the drink. Well, I might try that. Oh, Dom, I like that a lot. That is fantastic. Now, I'll tell you, Dom, do you know where the name comes from? What? Marmite. The name comes from a French casserole dish called Marmite, or actually pronounced Marmite, in the Normandy port of Dieppe, a popular fish stew is known as Marmite de Pois. Ever since the 1920s, the red and yellow label on the jar of Marmite has a picture of Marmite on it, as you can see, Tom, if you're watching on YouTube. See it? It's a French, it's named after a French casserole dish. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You and I have spent quite a lot of time in New Zealand and in Australia. And one of the things, yep. one of the raging debates in those countries is that their version of Marmite is better. Now, let's just reiterate the English or British version is the original and the greatest, and over in New Zealand and Australia, companies like the Sanitarium and Wellbeing Company sells their own Marmite, but has added caramel and sugar to the original version, giving it a much sweeter taste. So it deviates from the, the original Marmite, not only in taste, but in consistency. And also Australia is famous for creating another kind of bastardization of Marmite, which is called Vegemite. I've heard of that one. Dom, I absolutely love oh, it. I'm so happy. It's, and it says on the thing, it's rich in B vitamins as well, so that's energy and stuff, isn't it? That's good. Dom, let's give it some scores. Okay, we're going to give it some scores. There's, um, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to continue to eat my sandwich while we give it some scores. Um, mm-hmm. First up is flavour. I'll have I mean, a tiny bit more. Where do you even begin? It's 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 a complex flavour, I would say, full of complexities. Um, shall I go first on flavour? Yeah, go on, Dom. Well, the taste of Marmite reminds me of being a student, of not having that much money, of living on Marmite and toast sandwiches, Marmite and cheese sandwiches. Maybe stirring some Marmite into my baked beans. It's the best of English flavours. For me, I mean, this is it's, it's going to blow your mind, these scores. But for me, the taste of Marmite, it's a solid 10. I can't give it anything less. It's a 10 out of 10. 
Dom, that's your second 10 in two weeks. Know, Last I week, I think you gave a 10 as well. I know. Guinness got a 10. So I've, I've never known anything like it. Hold on. I t- I've, went, I've went deeper into the Marmite tunnel, Dom. Okay. okay. I put a lot more Marmite lot. on this. Yeah. Enjoy it. But I want to make sure that I understand the flavour. Oh, yeah. It's intense, Dom. Well, as a relative novice... To, to to the world of mm-hmm. Marmite, just tell me mm-hmm. instinctually, without being influenced by any outside sources, explain the flavour to me. Tell me, what, what, are, what are the things coming up when you taste it? So it's, it's very intense to the point that it's making me make a face. Yeah. And it's so sort of, it's not sour, but it's, um, it, it's affecting my whole system. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely got a sort strangely for a vegan thing, it's got it's got like a meat, it's almost like a really intense gravy. It's um oh it's delicious, it's salty, like almost like um um what's those little salty hairy fish? Anchovies! Anchovy gum! Welcome! Um it's kind of like an anchovy. Yeah. But not really, but the, the feeling of it, it's like, I love it. You know what, Dom? I'm going to give it, because it's so strange and not really like any other flavour, I'm going to give it a 9.6. Wow. Wow. I mean. Can you believe that's not part of my life? Oh, you're going to love it. I just, I'm so excited by the fact that you're going to be having Marmite on toast for breakfast and stuff like that. It's just brilliant. It it is extremely salty. Like I think the overwhelming taste of it is salt. But then once you start to get into mm. some of the subtleties of the flavour, there is that umami type taste to it. I just yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Um okay. Right. So that's good. What about the look of it, Dom? The look of it. I, I can't I don't Aesthetics. even know where to begin. You've got the you've got the classic kind of honey, um, you know, kind of honey receptacle shape like a honey barrel type thing well as as i've already explained to you that's a french casserole called the marmite the marmite, the marmite taste uh, 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 uh shape obviously they color the jar dark so you've got this dark you know brownie almost guinness type color mm. which juxtaposes oh, beautifully yeah. with this uh yellow top this sticker on the front has been you know, oh, used by yeah. bands as their kind of, um, you know, they'll change the name here for the name of their band, but they'll include the kind mm. of iconic Marmite design. And then inside, I mean, that's, it looks very strange. Oh my God. Look, I'm almost finished with mine. I've only, I've only had it a couple of weeks. I've just started mine, Tom. Oh, the smell is... I actually bought this for you. I bought this for you a few months ago and I forgot to give you Keep it. Because I saw it in a store. And yeah, I'm going to keep up. I'm going to eat I, it now. I would be more than delighted with the idea that in buying me a gift, you accidentally became a Marmite fan. That would just fill me with joy. For me, the look, the aesthetic, the whole thing, it's a 10 out of 10. <gasps> Two 10s out of 10. Tom, this is unheard of. I will give it because I was, I was, I, I was impressed by your, um, discussion there and how you, uh, talked about it, and it's it's made me think that that's going to be an eight point eight. Yeah. You've given it. A, you get. You've made me give it a good mark. Now I'd like to say, how useful is it, Dom? How useful? You've already mentioned maybe when you were a student, you would use it a lot. You put it on toast. You'd stick it in your baked beans. You'd, so it sounds like it's useful, but maybe you could uh, uh, confirm that for me, Billy. Thank you. The the classic way to eat Marmite is Marmite on toast. That's the whole kind of studenty thing. But Marmite is a great thickening agent in things like gravies, in bolognese,s in chilies. As we've seen with uh, my treat that I've got here, it goes really well on a cheese sandwich. It goes well with other things on a sandwich. You can stir it into your baked beans, which I do. So I make beans on toast. I put some Marmite on the toast. Stir a little bit of Marmite into the beans and a little bit of curry powder. Now you've got curried beans on Marmite on toast. 
It works in so many different ways. It's extremely versatile. I don't think you can put it in cakes. It's more of a savory thing. But Marmite do make uh, things like Marmite uh, cheese crackers and Marmite crisps, Marmite uh, cashew nuts, Marmite rice cakes. It's extremely versatile. You're not going to believe this. It's a 10 for usefulness. Tom, that is a 10, 10, 10. It's a perfect score. That is unheard of. Perfect score. It's a perfect score. It is the perfect food for you. We have, maybe that's the end of Billy and Dom Eat the World. We have found the, no, it'd have to be perfect for both of us. True. And I can't comment on how uh, useful this is because I haven't tried it on anything except some toast and cheese and I absolutely loved it. But I will try it and all the things you're talking about. I love baked beans, Dom. Mm. So I will try it in beans. Yeah. So at the moment, I'll give it, just because you say it is, I'll say a 7.8. Lovely stuff. For Marmite. I would say, when you're making it with your baked beans, Bills, as a novice, don't want to overwhelm it, I would say half a teaspoon of Marmite in your baked beans as you're doing it. But the other thing, which I think you would really like, if you're making a, if you're making a stew or a casserole or a, or a chili or a bolognese and you taste it and you're just like, I just, just need something. It needs a little kick. It needs a little punch. You just need something just to put it over the edge. A teaspoon of Marmite in there just brings it all together. It's amazing. It's amazing. I will keep, I'll keep you informed how I'm using it because I really love it though. And it's, it leaves a nice aftertaste in your mouth. It's actually taking me back to my childhood when you used to be able to get Bovril crisps, you know, or America chips. You would get Bovril flavor. And it's left that, I feel as if I've just had a packet of Bovril crisps. Yes, hey. Well, I'll leave, I'll leave you with this final quote here from nutritionist Melanie Brown, who says, Marmite mm-hmm. plays such a useful part in many people's diet and is incredibly useful for older people who are sure of vitamin B12. It's full of folic acid, and there is evidence that many women, especially young women of childbearing age, are deficient in folic acid. So young ladies... Should be eating marmite, shouldn't we all? That's good to hear. I mean, it's nice if you if, if you like the flavour of something, and then some nutritionalist says it's actually good for you. That's even better. Yeah. Well, oh, Dom, you've really switched me on today. That's maybe the best thing you've ever told me about, and I've never listened <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> you should have told me more forcefully. That is that is absolutely delicious. I love that. Well, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it eat Marmite. Um, but I'm so glad that you tried it and you enjoyed it. And you're right. I think we have peaked because I've never – I think a couple of weeks ago, I gave Guinness a 10 out of 10 for aesthetics, but I didn't give it a 10 out of 10 for flavor yeah. and usefulness. But Marmite gets a perfect no. 30 out no. of 30 score. So, yay, Marmite. That is unbelievable. We need to, in the new studio – have a, a Marmite poster or something mm. as our first perfect score. Mm. Hey, Dom, can we do funky for you? Because we haven't done that for a few weeks now, and, and I like listening to music and commenting. Let's do it. Introduce our funky song this week. We may need um, Johnny Clues to help us out here. Johnny. I'm going to wash your face. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, John. Kind of came out of left field. Dom, so I tell you, do you know who that was, Dom? Playing that? Do you know who that music was? Tell there? me, Bills. Tell me about this song. Well, Marley's from Alberta, Canada, uh, says that she really likes Is It Funky? She likes that segment of the show. She said it's a great way to hear about new tunes and listen to your old favourites. That's true. And you can get, you can listen to all of this on the Friendship Onion on Spotify. If you go on to Spotify, you'll find our thing there and it's got all the songs on it. You'll love it. Anyway, she suggested a song by Five Alarm Funk. It's an awesome band from Vancouver, Canada, and they put on the best shows and are described as a horn-powered 
percussion-fueled, sonic and visual assault. Were you assaulted by their phonic, sonic and visual assault, Dom? I felt very assaulted, but in a good way. Can we hear it one more time, Johnny? Come on, Johnny, give us the funk. I'm going to wash your face. I don't think we can deny that that's funky. Quite aggressive funk, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I'd like to see that band um, live. I think, as they say, they're known for their kind of sonic and visual assault. They're called Five Alarm Funk, and that track is called Wash Your Face. There you go, Wash Your Face. Yeah. I washed my hands and face before I came out. I loved it. So... Do you want to give it a score in a sort of band? Tell us again how the, the scores work on this, Dom. Yes, thank you. The scores are rated in funk level from Brahms, no funk, all the way up to as sexy as he gets, Prince. Very funky. Right, Dom, I'm going to give that because that was funky. And it was, yeah, it was like, it was, as you say, it was a kind of aggressive, Lots of stabs, horns. I'm, I'm, you were talking about Prince there, and I'm going to say Prince a la Sign of the Times around that time when it was a bigger band, lots of stabs, and yeah, like earthquake, that sort of thing. Love it. I'm going to give it, because there was a level of aggression and kind of dance element to uh, that song by Favalam. Funk. I'm gonna give it. I can turn a corner. Funk. Is that? How, is that? Was that a no? I can Tina Turner. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that level of funk. Uh, fantastic stuff. I absolutely loved it. I love this. Well, thank you for sending that on. I love it when people get the bands wrong. The, the names. Tell, tell that story of what your uncle used to call a famous band. Wait, what? I'm trying to think. Do you remember this? I'm sure it was an uncle, and he was talking to you about a band for a while, and you're like, no, oh, I, don't, I do know I, it. I don't know that band. Yeah. My uncle Paul uh, was trying to get me into a band for, I don't know, a good, a good couple of weeks. But he's like, have you heard that Jammy Rocky? Do you not think that Jammy Rocky's brilliant? And I was like, Jammy Rocky? No, I don't know. And he's like, oh, he's everywhere. He's all over England and he's, he's massive. He's having like big hits in Europe. He's brilliant. Tammy Rocky, look him up. Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. <laughs> Jamiroquai. Jammy Rocky. Jammy Rocky. Close. <laughs> Dumb. I think we're going to have to leave it there this week on that note, if you don't mind. I've loved it. I've- You've introduced me to Marmite, which I absolutely loved it. This week, it was great fun, but for that alone, it was worth it. That is so delicious. I was licking the knife. I was licking the marmite from the Brilliant, Tom. Brilliant. Well, delicious. Thanks a lot to everyone who's been listening and possibly watching today. We really appreciate your support. We appreciate all the comments that you're leaving on our um, YouTube channel and also wherever you pick up your podcast. And if you want to give us five-star review and leave lovely comments it always helps us to make more and more podcasts so thank you and bless you you guys for doing that and also if you want to get hold of any cool merchandise you can go check them out at the friendshiponion.com the friendshiponionpodcast.com that's what I meant thanks for catching it <laughs> it looks good on you Dom I tell thanks, you what mate. yeah thanks to everybody don't forget rate subscribe review do all of that We'll see you next week on The Friendship Onion. Toodles!
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.